China's high-tech manufacturing Biden. loans raise fears of wave-washing exports and fire. U.S. Welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On in the World. Today is November 17th, 2023. I'm your host, Sarah Siles, with Tommy J. Hausman and Sarah. Is there going to be another surge of cheap exports coming in from China? There is concern that there will be another surge of cheap exports coming from China, harming the United States' economy. Leaders in China have put more money into funding the manufacturing of exports. The money is supposed to go towards upgrading products so that they are able to make more of them faster and easier. China is trying to make itself a world superpower by producing goods such as electric vehicles, wind turbines, and products for aerospace technology. Both the United States and European leaders are worried about how this will affect their economies. This coming week, the Asia-Pacific Economic Corporation plans to meet in San Francisco, and China's industrial production agenda will, uh, will be a topic of their discussion. Also, because of the strained relationship between the United States and China, the Chinese president and Japanese prime minister have discussed and decided to restore relationships to benefit each other. They want to, quote, focus on common interests, end quote, and to restore their, quote, strategic relationship of mutual benefit and bring it new meaning, end quote. There is a question as to the reason that China wants to strengthen relations with Japan. People wonder if it is because Japan is close with China's competition, the United States. While there is concern about the threat of China's economy outcompeting the U.S., Joe Biden said, quote, we're back to direct, open, clear, direct communication on a direct basis, end quote. On Wednesday, he and the president of China met and discussed promoting better communication, especially military communication and slowing fentanyl production. Biden also mentioned bringing peace to Taiwan, but the president of China responded that reunification and a resolution were also important. China said that the U.S. needed to stop sending aid to Taiwan. APEC did meet. The CEO summit happened and leaders delved into the future impact of artificial intelligence. Notably, Elon Musk was set to discuss his concerns and hopes regarding AI, but canceled his appearance. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella aimed to highlight AI's potential during the summit. Microsoft has spent over $10 billion investment in open AI. Google CEO Sundar Pichai likened AI's impact to, the, to that of climate change, emphasizing its transformative nature. Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, participated in discussions forecasting AI's future implications. Additionally, U.S. climate envoy John Kerry replaced Musk as speaker on AI. These discussions showcased diverse perspectives on AI's role in shaping the future, with a focus on its potential and risks. Now for news about the U.S. 2024 election. Another Republican candidate has dropped out of the running for a nomination for the 2024 presidential election. The U.S. Senator, Tom Scott, is unable to compete with Donald Trump and has decided to step down from the running. His donors have now switched their support to Nikki Haley, a U.S. ambassador for the United Nations. 
Speaking of Republicans, Republican Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, ex-MMA fighter of Oklahoma, stood up to challenge union leader to a fight during a committee hearing, and Bernie Sanders had to stop them. He stood up and said, we are uh, all United States senators here, and we need to behave accordingly. This was during a hearing. Uh, they, uh, he said that, you want to go outside right now? You wanna... <laughs> so that, that was uh, pretty interesting, not very uh, senator-like, I would have to say, or maybe with some of the other things that went on. Maybe it is senator-like right now. Um, Comer alleged uh, that Biden has engaged in some sort of illegal activity by loaning his brother some money. And then Democrat from Florida, Jared Moskowitz, retaliated and rebuttaled his thing by saying that he too had loaned his brother money and done business with his brother. And his retort was, well, you look like a Smurf talking about him in his all blue outfit. And then later on that same day, Republican Tim Burchett was doing an interview with NPR and as McCarthy walked by him, apparently he might have, he shoved uh, someone into him and sucker punched him in the kidney. And he yells out while he's doing the interview with in NPR, why, why, why did you, why did you sucker punch me? Or why, why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? Why'd you elbow me in the back? So we got people trying to fight, people pushing each other into each other. And we got people calling each other Smurfs. So it was, a, it was a good day. Within the U.S. government this past week, a code of ethics has been put in place for Supreme Court justices to follow. It details that personal relationships should not alter their judgment while on the job. They also are restricted regarding what fundraising they can be involved with and what gifts they are allowed to receive. Yeah, this is mostly because of the actions of Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh, Forbes has highlighted multiple ethics scandals involving Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. It uh, reveals Thomas's participation in undisclosed Cook Network events, raising concerns about its impartiality in cases involving the network. It has reported instances of Thomas accepting luxury trips, possibly violating disclosure laws. He could choose to recuse himself from any future cases, but that doesn't mean that he will. Biden signed a stopgap spending bill this past week, preventing a government shutdown. Many people were relieved that there was no drama involved with this bill. Republicans wanted to prevent shutdown, which would have put an abrupt stop to research regarding financial regulation. And Democrats were relieved that they could prevent government shutdown without having to sign a bill that involved regulations regarding controversial topics. Yeah, the controversial topics is support for Israel and support for Ukrainian war. Um, so it looks like we're going to be back in this situation really quickly in January and in February, and we're going to be facing the same problem. It just keeps, uh, circling back around again and again. Hopefully there's a, a better, more sustainable resolution come the beginning of 2024. Now for news in Europe. After Suella Braverman got fired from her position as a member of the British Parliament, David Cameron took her place. Cameron was a former leader who was in power during Brexit. He left office after Great Britain decided to leave the European Union. His coming back to office has made people question Great Britain's policies relating to Brexit. I think this is interesting that the current government would want him back in power even though Great Britain did choose to leave the European Union. This may make a lot of people question if leaving the EU was the right choice for Great Britain and making a lot of people wonder if 
Great Britain would ever join the EU again. The war between Israel and Hamas continues to persevere, with Israel reporting that Hamas no longer controls northern Gaza. On Sunday, the Rafah crossing between the Gaza Strip and Egypt reopened, and people are able to cross through again, despite Gazans still lacking adequate aid. Within Gaza, hospitals are continuing to suffer. Israel has blocked many hospitals and two shut down last Sunday. The Prime Minister of Israel said last Sunday that they still plan not to stop until Hamas no longer has control of Gaza. On Wednesday, Israeli troops entered a hospital in Gaza with the intention of seeking out Hamas members. They think that the headquarters of Hamas may be in tunnels beneath the hospital. After Israeli troops entered the hospital, the United Nations Security Council called once again for a humanitarian pause. Israel, once again, has not paused. Qatar, being a mediator, has tried to negotiate that the fighting pauses for three days, Hamas releases 50 hostages, and Israel releases some detainees. Hamas agreed, but Israel did not. Thank you for joining us on this Friday, November 17th. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we'll come back next week. I'm your host, Tommy Houseman, here with Sarah Siles. And this is What's, What's Going, going on, on in the World. world?